Welcome to the Honest War Gamer. I'm your host, Tom, because Rob is off today, and today I am with Neil. Who we... need each other now. I don't even need to ask you what round it was, mate, because we've already been through this. We are going to be talking about round four of the Greek Hammer Team Tournament. And as I alluded to earlier, I've been talking to a lot of players, and they've been saying there have been some shock results coming in this round, which maybe we can talk about. But before we do that, Neil, how has your week been? My week has been really good because <laughs> I'm not at work okay. until mid-August. Mm. Uh, right. First week of being a full-time dad is awesome. Yeah, yeah, because you're on uh, you're on parental leave because you live in Sweden and you get treated uh, well as a worker. Yes, <laughs> yes, I get six. I get essentially 180 days paid parental leave a year. <laughs> That's 70 percent of my uh, income. Yeah, that's really. Cool. <laughs> and then I get another, and then I still get another 45 days after that. It's statutory rate. <laughs> that's not too bad at all. And thank you very much, Diadrin, for the 400 bits. That's going straight into Nikos's Tesseract Vault Fund. Although we may have to downgrade to a normal Catan shard because I hear they're all the rage now. Today, Neil, and that's like, sorry, Kdreds asking where Ron is. Um, yeah. We can't confirm or deny that Ron is on a hot day. He, he may or may not. Yeah. There's a reason why Nikos is also missing. But, I mean, yeah, I didn't say anything. You can make your own conclusions <laughs> about that one. Uh, so, we're talking about Ukraine versus uh, one of the Polish teams today, Neil. Uh, can you give yeah. a little bit of background on who both these teams are and uh, how they're doing in the event? So, Ukraine is one of the WTC originals. Mm. They've been there pretty much every single year, I believe. I think even they went to the very first 40k one. Um, really stable team. The team is built around a core of, sort of like four or five players who've been going for forever. As long as I've been there, they've been there. Um, strong team, generally sort of come in the top half of the field. They're issue, they're, they're, they've got a core, strong, strong core of players, but the issue is that, just we'll say, for a lot of the ace European teams, they're, the cost of Warhammer yeah. and the cost of attending an event like the WTC mm. makes it prohibitive to get all their players there. Yeah, 100%. Um, but, but they are, you know, they are regular faces, they're good guys, and they are solid players, generally speaking. Mm. So that is Ukraine. They are one, and they obviously, because they've been doing this, yeah, their captain Dimitri's been the captain forever. So when it comes to like pairings and all this, they are very, very well routined. They know what they're doing. Whereas the other team is the Polish Jack Straws online community, prized to the longest, most unnecessary name. Um, and from what I gather from Piotr, they are essentially the, the, the team three, the C team of the Polish guys. Mm. These are a lot of the guys who are really, really big into, onto TTS, but not really involved in, we'll say, the physical side of uh, 40k. Yeah. So, but they also use this opportunity to practice, to talk play games and get their names out there as the Polish community. Mm -hmm. But they, despite that, they're not doing bad. No, I mean, they're so. playing Ukraine. Yeah. Ukraine, going into this round, they won two games. They drew against Poland, A, mm -hmm. against the, the Polish first team. So, you know, the Jack Straws are, are, are not, you know, have obviously done the same. Two wins and a draw to get this mm. far as well. Yeah. So, so it's definitely good. And these guys, you know, this, this is, this is top, this is, whoever wins this round is going to be playing for podium yeah and I mean I actually played against Ukraine when uh, I was last out of Wales and I played against Dimitri and uh, I actually had a fantastic game with him I really enjoyed it it was like playing uh, just like a generic like 50 year old dude it was a fantastic experience he was so kind of like nonchalant but he and you know. But he is the slowest player. Oh, mate, we put him on the clock immediately. It was fine. Like, yeah. And I, I I like to think I'm one of the quickest ones. And it was just like, fine, yes. I mean, I was faster, but it, was, it wasn't too bad. He was all right. And I had a great time with him, to be honest, mate. I had a really good time. I think he's just misunderstood. 
honestly, I've got to say, I think that like there is a thing to be said that the older you get, the slower you play. I don't know if you remember, there, there was a legendary player in the UK called Gus O'Connor. I thought you were going to say there was uh, someone else I was going to refer to. Who I also practice a lot against. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's Gary. Oh, there's no, no, I was Gus. going to talk about Chris Dickinson. No, Chris Dickinson. Yeah, <laughs> no, we, I, mean, Gus, I don't know if Chris is retired, but Gus has been retired for a few yeah. years. That's how old Gus is. And I mean, Gus was legendary in the fact that he was so slow that he basically decided he would only play Castle Hammer. <laughs> Because if you remove the movement phase from every game, he'd probably get finished in time. I mean, maybe you put him on an advec list, you stick him down first defender, and you might get the game done, mate. Um, going on to that, though, you've already talked about how uh, Ukraine has has drawn against the Polish A team, and this is the Polish C team, and as you say, they're doing well. Does this mean that Ukraine are kind of, like, the favourites coming in here, as have already kind of stepped up and held that first team of Poland? I would say so. I mean, I said you've got... You've got guys here who are very, really got you know, Fedor, Stanislav, mm. Dimitri. There are guys here who are very, very well versed, routine players when it comes to team play. You know, they know what their roles are, they know what's expected of them. Um, whereas, you know, there's a couple, a couple of the Polish guys I recognise. Like, well, I recognise two of the names mm. in the team. But generally speaking, these, I'm assuming these guys don't have as much experience in team mm. play, and that's going to be a big difference. Hundred percent. So you kind of expect the difference to be made really in the pairing stage, rather than in the actual uh, in actual gameplay necessarily. When it comes to these two teams, while we're on that, we talk about Ukraine being full of veterans. Does that mean that they've taken kind of traditional lists, as it's fair to say, or have they taken a couple of little spicy boys in there? I mean, the lists when you when you saw when we went through the lists mm. before, they're generally what we've what we've been seeing. You know, mm generally what you know what we've been seeing a lot of there are a couple of uh oddballs in there though mm. um, the, Har- the harley list definitely sort of stands mm. out as a, a different list and they do seem to have a, a an interest in taking lots of spawns non-nurgles <laughs> i mean i mean i can't argue that mate i'm a big fan of spawns so just to just to elaborate yeah. on that one the ukraine harlequins list has only three fusion boats and that's the, the star weavers with the uh troops inside then it has 11 Skyweavers, and then it has 60 racks. And uh, I believe these are the yeah. old Codex racks, but not the new ones right now. Correct. The new Codex isn't in play mm-hmm. for this tournament. Yeah, okay. So they're the old, they're the old Codex racks with the updated points mm. and stuff from chapter approval. Yes, that's fair. And, and then the Polish guys, obviously, we don't really we don't really have any veterans in their team. Is that, is that fair to see, Neil? They're all kind of new. I, like I said, there's, there's a couple of names mm. there, but I believe they're names I recognize for us, um, guys who've been to the Winter Team Champs, mm-hmm. uh, the tournament that Ishik ran mm-hmm. in the winter, or the guys who've sort of been hangers on at the events. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a couple of names I recognise, but I think from what I've seen from uh, from Piotr, these these guys aren't the WTC crew. Mm-hmm. These are the guys who maybe want to get into the WCT crew in the future. However, yes, yeah, and so and you can, you can see they've take, you can definitely see they've been talking. You know, just because maybe they're not the, the WTC team for Poland, they're definitely talking to the Polish team because, for example, their Dark Angel list is an exact copy. Of the Dark Angels <laughs> that the Polish team is, the Polish A team is taking, I believe even the Polish B team is taking. Yeah. It's exactly point for point in the same list. So, Cartel uh, Bar, I believe you might be able to find the list. Uh, I think if you Google Greek Hammer 40k Team Tournament, you probably find the list somewhere there. Yeah, or on, or, or on the Greek Hammer yeah. Facebook page, yeah. or maybe someone in chat is able to help you out. Some, someone kind of there. Or if you go on to, I don't know, for example, the WTC Facebook page. Look at last week's episode, and there there's go. a link on the yeah, on the show notes. There you go. You don't even have to listen to the show. You just need to click the show notes, and you're all sorted. Yeah. Um, with the Polish guys, I mean, you've, you've been talking a little bit about how they, they may be interested in uh, getting involved in playing at the WTC in the future. Do you do you think that makes them more susceptible to taking risks and going for like unique builds because they they are confident in their ability, they think this is good, and they go for that? Or do you think they go a little bit more standard? And is, is that kind of what they've done here? I feel like when I look at the lists, it's sort of 
there are, there are some lists that you know I'm like, yeah, I, I see where that's coming from. That's not surprising mm. me at all. And then there's, for example, a Celeste Demon list that has 171 yeah. Demon Nets. Yeah. I mean, even, even or a gray on a gray knight list with no paladins or terminators, which is, but but there's there's a thought process behind that. Yeah, really. yeah. Um, so I think it's a bit of both. I mean, some people are sort of like, well, not say playing it safe, but they go, these are the strong lists, yeah. and if the if we'll say the A team guys are playing them, then we know the strong lists. I want to play that. Whereas other guys are posting, actually, hmm. I've got an, I've potentially got an answer with something a bit different. Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to go full like kind of color caster on this in terms of like because I. I rag on people who do that but with the with the grey knights you can do a similar role so long as you have a brick of 10 somewhere right you don't necessarily need the paladins of the terminators uh, yeah but I, don't, I believe that this list though it's all five man units it's yeah. five man strike mm. units it's three purify squads three interceptor squads three purgation squads mm. and all MSU that feels like a very Which... much more psychic heavy smite based army rather than something that's based around doing massive amounts of damage with astral aim and uh, cyber ammunition then Absolutely. And also just leveraging into the fact that Grey Knights, they're not entirely terrible in combat. Again, they're better than average. They are indeed, yeah. They do get some okay. nice well, you're also And you're also leveraging into the fact that Grey Knights, because of you know the, the Inceptors, how, the Interceptors, how they work, because of Gate, because mm. you play an MSU list there, you can really leverage in a lot of you know, board control, or at least covering the board with lots of units and trading well by just, by definition of, hey, I've got, what is it? I think it's, I think it's they've got 14 Space Marine units mm. to trade with. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And because, because of the WTC boards, they've got some that are quite trade heavy boards, you mm. can do that without risking yourself getting shot off. Yeah, I think Grey Knights are definitely one of those factions that we haven't really worked out exactly what's perfect for them, right? Or necessarily the yeah. best thing to play. Another one of, uh, of those kinds of factions is Sisters, because I've actually seen the Sisters list that the Polish C team playing has come up a lot because I've been playing it, because I stole it off one of the English who I know has been uh, pro <laughs> practicing with the Polish a lot. So you do see this is these, the uh, so you put the mortifiers. This is the mortifiers, in. and I'm not a massive fan of the list personally. I like it. I think it's good. I think it's good at getting tens, but in terms of being aggressive and smashing things, I think it, I think it struggles a little bit because it's very reliant upon that one advancing charge you get or that one charge of miracle dice you get, right? Um, but it yeah, is a and I think list. I've, I think it's, I've always been a really I've always been a fan of mortifiers. I mm. think they're I mean, first being Robbo um, was playing a lot of them when he put when the book came yeah. out. Start life, and they are I think they're, they're a great cheap little distraction card effects yeah. they're, not, they're not particularly tough but they are fast and if they touch something they're going to kill whatever they touch so you just sort of this throwaway unit you can just rush a pair of them up one yeah. turn your opponent has to deal with them first mm. and then you can rush the next ones up and it just again sisters is all about trading mm. positively your opponent and by just forcing your opponent on turn one to have to you know shoot the mortifiers over dealing with the retributors or over you know starting with those repentia mm. it's just a bonus it's just giving some more throwy units mm. just uh, fast enough to cause issues or even you take while we stand while we fight that procs on my two squads of mortifiers and the triumph of saint catherine you just hide it the back i mean you've just got yeah. really guaranteed points i mean mortifiers aren't too hard no. to shift but at the same time you don't really want to be focusing that if you've got two rhinos barreling down your face and doing a lot of damage uh, while we're on sisters, we're going to cut to our first matchup. Uh, I believe that Ukraine won the roll-off, and so they uh, got yes, to pick the first correct. board. So in terms of their first defender, if we just cut across to that now, hopefully your audio still works. If it doesn't, I'm sure the chat will uh, will bully me. That's absolutely fine. Okay. Um, they put down sisters' first defender, and now I've talked about this a lot in past weeks, where a lot of people use sisters um, later on in the pairings because they're very consistent in terms of getting like a close result or maybe a slight win. And we've seen a lot of Sisters Mirror matches come up as well. Um, this one feels a little bit different to me. I, I, how do you feel about this one now with the first defender Sisters? I mean, again, it comes back to there's a lot of people that hold it later because it trades well into almost anything. Mm -hmm. 
but by the same ilk, you can put it down first. Mm-hmm. If especially if you there are gonna be bad matchups with sisters, but if you if you're if the opposition only has one really bad matchup mm-hmm. for the sisters, then putting them down first means you just you just ignore that one and by default you're gonna be getting a good trade into the mm-hmm. other ones. And also the player in question uh is Alexander Rosov. He's mm-hmm. one of the, the Ukrainian WTC vets mm-hmm. here. So he's a very solid player. Mm-hmm. So I think this is I think this is maybe a case that they've looked at the list and they've gone, okay, if they put if the Polish put down their sisters it's a mirror match mm-hmm. And what other lists in there are going to be a real issue for us? Mm-hmm. I think they kind of like they kind of scoped down and said there's there's only maybe one list in there that, that will really crush us. Everything else will be decent points. Yeah, I mean, looking at the Ukrainian sisters list, it looks very standard compared to what you normally get. It's got a battalion in there. It's got Junith as well as a second HQ in that battalion and Celestine. Yeah, and then it's got the no triumph, no triumph, which is uh, you means you're not getting the uh, the extra miracle dice from that, which is which is interesting. Um, and they also have a Hellenist Assassin in there. They've also gone for two squads of Dominions, which um, it doesn't have too many Seraph- Zephyrim. In fact, it doesn't have any Zephyrim, which is the main difference to what we're kind of typically, typically seeing from teams like Germany, teams like England. Uh, how do you feel about this list? And uh, what do you think about them losing out on the Triumph? I think not having Zephyrim is not the end of the world. I just think the Triumph is just so much utility for mm, your army yeah. now. Just of what it does in terms of the miracle dice generation, the fact that you, you know sisters is an army built around that one mechanic. Mm. It's what it's what makes the the yeah. army function as well as it does. So I just feel like it does, I just feel like there's no good reason to not take the triumph. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I mean, the points have instead been spent on things like Junif, which is you know, I mean, it looks like they're doubling down on getting engaged in all front points here with the two squads of Dominions, mm. um, and then uh, the Junif as well, and then the DCAs and what have you. Uh, to be put against that. We then had uh, the Jack Straws, or as we've known from now on, the uh, Polish team. They put down the Gene Steel cult list, and they put mm-hmm. down the Sisters of Battle. So the Sisters of Battle mirror match came out as well. Yeah. How did you uh, How did you feel about these? Well, as you said, we said you know, as we said, you'd expect if you put Sisters down, then there is expectation that maybe the opposition sort of goes with Sisters mm. as well. There's a toy coin flip, which therefore means that odds on you're probably going to pick the opposite the next choice mm. and the other choice is this is this gsc tyranids krieg it's basically krieg yeah. list which is forget right it, the, G, the gsc is a unit of i think it's just unit of hybrids um and it's just there to leverage forearm the emperor mm. and then it's your standard chronos shooty uh, detachment with the yeah. uh, the hive with the, the hive guard the double hive guard and all that stuff mm. and then it's 30 death riders yeah so it's got a lot of screening in there as well which makes me think it's yes. a little bit of a weird pickup for the sisters personally i'd rather but take the sisters mirror and I, coin flip it i i don't know because i'm looking at it thinking like so with the, so what's this army got it's got obviously the hive guard and i'm going to sit back and shoot mm-hmm. but your sister but sisters because obviously you know bloody roads all these things you can mitigate a bit you can sort of sit there and take that shooting reasonably well and those death riders sure they're tough but they're not tough enough mm-hmm. to trade into things like air repentia mortar fires i don't think mm-hmm. i feel like yeah you're going to the 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 the, 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 sister, the sister combat units will butcher those creek models mm-hmm. very quickly um, I, just, I don't. I don't feel like that. That screen is enough to hold to hold the sisters back. 
I don't know, man, because he's still got quite a lot of units there. It's not just the Death Riders. He's got three squads of Death Riders, two squads of com uh, Command Squad Death Riders, two squads of 10 Combat Engineers. You've then got two individual uh, Death Rider Squadron Commanders. Then you've got a squad of 10 Termigan, uh, Hormigants, and then three squads, two of Neophytes, one of 10 Acolytes. If you want to keep people off your Hive Guard, you can absolutely do that, especially if you're shutting down those Rhinos early doors yeah, of your Hive Guard. But is, but exactly, but is the Hive Guard the win condition? I don't think the Hive Guard is the It depends on what you're defining as a win condition, though, because I just don't think the Sisters can really push into the Gene Stealer cults and get like big points. I think maybe you're looking at an eight. You do. She's always told you the score is. Go for it. 18 to the sisters. I have no idea how that happened. <laughs> 18 to. 18 to. I just, I, I, I haven't asked them how the game went. No, of course. Um, yeah. But I just, I just feel like, I feel like that the Hive Guard, the, the sisters can out, can, put, can get rid of, will be able to get rid of those death, those death riders. Mm, yes. And after that, you're only pushing through basically one unit of hybrids. Yeah. I mean, what it's yeah. You're not. You won't have to touch. But the hive guard will never do enough damage to balance out that out. Mm. I think. I think that's. That was my I think opinion. the question but is yeah. how quickly can you remove the things like the death guard, uh, death riders? If you remove them by your turn three, then you're you're cooking with gas, really. But uh, also, they yeah. did have the option to pick the board. They picked board four, which is one of the more medium boards, I believe. It's not. It's not one of the like super dense ones, which is enables no. your retributors a little bit. But it's still decent enough that you can you can hide. And even if you lose your rhinos, I mean, it's you know, not the end of the yeah. world. I mean, if you lose your rhinos again, the 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 Nid army has its double hive guard units, and apart from that, it doesn't have much else in the way of shooting. Mm, yeah, hundred percent. So you know, you still you you can still rush up the board. I feel, mm. and yeah, I mean but that's that's a big deal. You know, going down as first defender and taking eighteen points is massive. Yeah, it is big. Least. Yeah, it's big. All right, let's move on to the second matchup then. So this one would be a, a Polish defender, and that is they put down. I need to make that bigger. Beautiful. Look at that. They put down. I'm just going to get it up because I can't actually tell what hey. that is. That looks like Slanesh Demons to me because that, that actually looks like an ace, like an effect we put in there, like, you know, <laughs> like swiping over and zooming in. Mate, that looks like me after because my when I go to the gym, it overlooks McDonald's, so I have to make sure I fight myself not to leave the gym and then go into McDonald's. That one on the right looks like me after I've been to the McDonald's after the gym. Okay. So that's, that's that's not an ideal situation. So they put down the Slanesh Demons. As we alluded to earlier, this is a list with 171 Slanesh Demons. And then yeah. Ukraine attacked with Raven Guard and then uh, Chaos Space Marines and Knights. Uh, so first, first off, Neil, how do you feel about the Slanesh vs. Defender here? I mean, if you, you're obviously going to want to pick the heaviest board possible. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. this army lives or dies on some terrain. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's basically a, it's, it's a fast combat horde but it's a very squishy combat mm. horde i mean just for, just for people to know what it is it's uh it's Selakish, that's the um, Selesk. Selesk, yeah it's the mask it's a herald of the fifth gem mm. it is five units of 30 one units of 20 one, one unit of 21 demonets mm. uh two to two fiends and three units of five furies mm. the problem is if it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff if you put something tanky up against that, it's just going to sort of hit a brick wall and get pushed back, mm -hmm. I feel. Um, so I don't know. Or you put something that's very good at putting out lots and lots of attacks mm. and rinsing through toughness free models. Yeah. Like, for, like for example, the Raven Guard list. <laughs> and yet they take it. So we've actually got a yeah. Mr. T-Fight in the chat who I'm assuming is, is from the Jack Straws team. 
saying that the Chaos Demons were the first defender simply because there was nothing better to pick with the quote-unquote plan we had. Now, those quotes but, might be, tell be me a laugh. about where this is but going. Laugh. They, yeah. can, they can simply be that. It can be simply be a case of, right, we're going to put these... these oh, there's yeah. no good matchups to the first demon list, so let's just put it out first and yeah. maybe try out one of the worst matchups the rest of our team. Oh, 100%. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's yeah. just a funny thing to say. It's like, yeah, this might not... This is, this is literally getting bust. Yeah. This is literally Here's the getting bust. bust. <laughs> um, so while we're here Neil we've talked a bit about the uh, Slanesh Demons build a bit uh, can you tell me a little bit about what the Raven Guard and the Chaos uh, list look like yeah so the Raven Guard list is a little bit of everything mm. um, it's got two units of Vanguard Vets which obviously one or two, a couple of units there so it's, it's got you know a bolt of uh, bolt, uh, bolt storm aggressors um, some small you know, it's got like a couple of like company vets for you know doing their um, action monkeys so attack bike mm. speeders a lot of small units with running around you know gonna be very strong on um engaging all fronts mm. there because yep. it's got it's got three forms of speeders and attack bike um but it's got the core it's got it's got the blade car vets it's got the double van car vet unit mm. and it's got the aggressors all of which obviously put out a lot of attacks or a lot of shots and are very very good against low toughness models yeah um so it's not it's not the ideal matchup whatsoever for the uh for the demons the other option was it was the uh, chaos wasn't it, it was yes. the chaos Marines with the chaos yeah. as well which is, which is which is yeah which is 20 slanesh terminators um 10 slanesh spawn and seven of the the war, um, war, yeah. war dogs with yeah. the thermal cannons and the uh the chain claves which again is not a good matchup no. for <laughs> uh, for the demons so I feel like if this is a case of maybe Mr. T point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The CD pairings was basically yellow, orange, versus everything. Exactly. So in this case, you put them forward because they've not got a good matchup anywhere. So there's no point trying to give them a good matchup. You put them forward and hopefully pull out one of the worst, one of the matches that's worse off the rest of the mm. team. And I'm assuming therefore that the raving, that are more T, the more lists in the Polish t- the Polish didn't want to play the raving guard. The raving mm. guard had more reds for them than the, Chaos Space Reads. So they put the, the Slanesh out, there's the Raven Guard, we take the Raven Guard, we know that's going to be a loss to us, but we also therefore remove the Raven Guard from the mix later on, which will hopefully give us more positive matchups later down the line. Yeah, I mean, we already know the power of Space Marines, right? It's, it's a strong book yeah. to pull that out with the Chaos Demons. And as you predicted, they take the heaviest table they can, I believe, right? Is that ta- table eight is the heaviest table or is it table one? Um, base heaviest, I remember rightly. Okay, right. Yeah, one, one is light, eight is okay, heavy. Okay, brilliant. So they take the heaviest ball that they can, and then they try and get as many points from that as they can, which it's, it's going to be an uphill yeah. struggle, isn't it, Neil? Do you have the score for this one? I do. I don't, it is a 20-0, unfortunately. To the Slanesh Demons, yeah. Yeah, to the Slanesh Demons, actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those, right? Yeah. I mean, you're basically mitigating the Raven Guard's ability to get points later on in the, in the parent as well, and it looks like that that uh, Slanesh Demons list it may end up on the shelf for a while. I just sincerely hope no one from that team actually painted those models, because that could have been a bad time. We'll move swiftly on from that one, then, and we'll move on to the uh, second defender for Team um, Team Poland, the, uh, the Jackstraws, and they decide to defend with their Custodies. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about this list, mate? Yes, this is the Custodies and uh, Attic list. Mm. So the Custodies um, is a little bit of everything. It's got the it's got Unicheck bikes from Brightly. It's mm. got um, I'm trying to find that. I'm trying no, to find yeah. it while I'm talking. No, you're fine. Sorry, I just dumped you in that one. So <laughs> it, it's, it's no, 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 it's fine. As well, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the things. I'm looking at the Ukrainians. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem. No, no, I should say before. It's, it's a little bit of everything. So it's got 
it's got Unicustodes Guard. Um, it's got Unicustodes and Terminators, which are absolute monsters. Um, they just pump out so many shots. It's got the, the Venetari. It's got the, uh, the jet bikes. It's got, you know, one of every good units. It's got the, the obligatory captain and jet bike. And then the ad mech is um, some Cerberus Sulfur Hounds, some Raiders, and two of the uh, Fusilades, mm-hmm. which are the, um, the Flyers. Yeah. So it's a, you know, it's. Adam, it's custodies with some Admec units that can give you some early board control, and then obviously the flyers that can you know muck, muck around the opponent with the roarers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, and we do often see this actually put down as a defender because it is one of those things that it's really hard to push off. We know about the defensive power of custodies. We know about yep. uh, how strong their stratagems are. The transhuman for custodies, the inability to just walk up in your turn because you might get swooping dove. Uh, this, does this uh, list include any any uh, Virtus Praetor style bikes, Dawn Eagles? Yeah, it's got it's got four regular ones and obviously the uh, the unkillable captain of doom. Mm. Yeah, so you got got those there, and I say so it's it's got you know solid units there, and it's backed up by some admex stuff that gives you just some options mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, so the custodian. So the most important thing is like it's got the admex. It's got the I don't know. It's got the what's it X X two o one the little ro- the little single robot um, from the Blackstone Fortress. Mm box which i don't understand why not every single academic player includes him because he costs 20 points and he's not a character there you go he's a 20 point action monkey. <laughs> and it's just for, you know it's amazing and obviously if, an issue of custodies is you've got your your cheapest unit is 150 points yeah. you don't even do that you don't be wasting time doing actions with them mm. so the admin gives you some options there. It gives you, it gives you some way to push the board with the raiders and the flyers obviously disrupt the opponent. Yeah, and also because you're custodies, it's very hard to push on you anyway. So if you need to protect something at the back, then how about it? That free yeah, action monkey is completely free. Uh, matched into this was uh, Necrons with a Nightbringer and a Void Dragon. And then they were also yep. paired against the same Chaos Beast Marina Knights list that we saw in the previous round. Now we've got Mr. Teapot in the chat saying uh, they yes. got paired against a similar Necron list in round two and got 20 nil. I am surprised that there are two Nightbringer plus Void Dragon Necron lists floating around now. <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> but because it's just like a double black, be, I think there's a, I've definitely seen a Nightbringer Deceiver list, for example. Yes, yes, I have. Yeah. So. But it, but it's, I mean, once you, the thing is, like I said, because it is this, once you pump the points of those two Satan, and then obviously you get your blue tree character support, you've not got much left, mm. really, to play with. So the lists are pretty similar. And as Mr. Teapot says, you know, he's, got into, he's played that in the previous, he's supposed to play played in the previous round, got 20 nil. so the guy's confident, makes sense, do it again. Fair enough. So they take that Necron matchup, they stick it on one of the uh, medium boards again. And uh, how did that one end up, Neil? It went spot on for them 20 nil to the custodians well, that's a great prediction well done everybody involved for so, yeah. that one that was, that was pretty <laughs> exactly. good uh then we had uh, the second defender for for ukraine and this is the last one before it starts to get really spicy in the final four. Oh well no, that's a that's a bit too big that's fine that looks cool so ukraine second defender end up being their death guard list now this is another one of yeah. those lists that's really hard to push on it's similar to the custodians in that regard in that you, you just can't like shove into it because if you just try and shove in and charge, you've got a real problem. Now, I was can, can yeah. you take us through this matchup a little bit now before I go into the attackers a little bit? Oh, well, through, through the matchup or through the list? Oh, through the list, list even. Sorry, my mistake. Oh, oh, the list is easy. Just uh, go on, just go to the Art of War <laughs> uh, YouTube channel and look at Nick Lavati's Death Guard list. It is, it is a point for point copy of it. Yeah. Um, it is a black, it is 10 Blight Lords, it is a couple of units of uh, Death Shrouds, it is the obligatory um, Volkite. Um, mm. Well, it's the Volkite Dreadnought, Poxwalkers. Yeah. It's it's 
it is just that there is a, there's a solid centre with Poxwalkers that to sort of fan out and score. It's got the Blight Drones yeah. for obviously doing the um, engage. It's a solid list. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm making, I'm making, I sort of make, I'm obviously making my own art of one Nick Nanavati's list, but it's a solid yeah. list. So if you see a solid list, you like the list, play yeah. it. And this one is an art of war list. This was a creation of those guys. So uh, big ups to them. That, yeah. was a, that was a really good one. And just for uh, some clarification, because you haven't listened before, one of the things that makes this list really, really strong is we talked about how you can't walk up to the Custodia's list because you're going to get swooping, uh, stooping dove on by, by the Virtus Praetors. This one is slightly different in that you can't charge it. You take a 75-point Foul Blight spawn, which means that it, you don't count as charging if you go anywhere near it, and it makes something near it fight last. And then the Death Shroud Terminators are very, very handy at just murdering anything that comes near them. So they are a strong list, which makes me very interested to see Sisters of Battle being placed as an attacker against this list. Were you surprised to see that, Neil? Don't know. I mean, it's the trading game. Yeah, but you can't charge it. You can't charge it, but you can sort of, like, cover the board. You know, the Death Guard's going to take the centre, but the Sisters will be able to sort of, like, take the rest of the board and force the Death Guard to walk onto them, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just a case of how much do the sisters hold on as well, right? I mean, because you can't dictate where the Death Guard go. The Death Guard kind of wander around. Maybe you get to hit him with some Retributors, although you do have the board choice for the Death Guard as well, so they are going to get their own agency there. But realistically, I don't think it's a great one for the sisters. What, do you, but obviously, Ukraine kind of agreed because they took that matchup. But then Jack Straws also placed Harlequins. Yeah. How do you feel about that matchup? Well, that's it. They say the, the, the Jack Straws have gone for two of the, uh, the or say the best trading lists in the game right now. They've gone for the, the Harlequins. Their Harlequin list, by the way, is, is six fusion boats and 30 players. If those 30 players can get amongst the Poxwalkers, elite the Poxwalkers, and obviously fusion boats are really good. I've seen this kind of matchup, the Harlequin Death Guard uh, matchup, being played before, actually, um, watching two of the Swedish WC players play it. And it heavily favours the Harlequins, just how, they, how well they can, they can dance around and, tra- and trade well enough yeah. with the Death Guard. Yeah. Um, I just feel like you know, the, the thought process is there that you know the other the the sisters list is the triple repentia, triple mm. retributor, double mortifiers. We talked about at the start of the show. Mm. So I feel like they just they said, okay, yeah, the death guard are this brick that's going to hold a bit of the board. So we have to control the rest of the board and tra- mm. make sure that when we control the rest of the board, trading well, Harlequins and sisters yeah, trade well. Hundred percent. And uh, one of the things about the death guard as well is that they can split into two bricks because they have access to the mortarians and the warlord trait, which just stops you from re-rolling whenever you get near them. Yeah. Which causes repentia exactly. a massive issue. Yeah, as as when says, Sion says, you know, the Death Guard have to spread out eventually. Yeah, which means you can then start picking off. Because like I said, the, the sisters and the Harlequins will cover the board. Yeah. They will take the whole board from Death Guard. Left Guard can't sit in the board with the board. Yeah, hundred percent. Not if they, not 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 if the well again it depends because they are the defenders. It depends how many points the uh, the Ukrainians are predicting for this match. Yeah, but generally speaking, so maybe the Ukrainians are going into this game saying if we can take an eight point out, of this we're happy with this. Yeah. But then, but then you're basically offering the game. But then at the same point, you're offering the game to the, the sisters and the Harlequins at that point, and you really want to be doing something of an understanding in the middle of the board because otherwise you're just you're just playing into the opposition far too yeah. easily. And uh, Mr. Teapot saying in the chat that uh, both Ukraine and uh, the Polish team had Sisters Battle versus Death Guard as a draw with a slightly to the sisters. Uh, I think it is a draw in uh, in this mission as well. We're playing Overrun just for for clarification. And yeah. but I, I don't know if it's got a slight edge. But we'll have to see. Do you know what the score was on this one, Neil? I do. I mean, I've got all the scores here. Mm, um, the score and uh, Mr. Teapot. In fact, Mr. Teapot is the sisters player. There you go. In question. So uh, Mr. Teapot scored, scored, 11, scored 11 points and the Ukrainians 9. So yeah. 
I wonder if that was a prediction or just a, a posthumous prediction on that one. <laughs> maybe, I think maybe it was a post-prediction. A post-prediction. Well, because they said obviously, but they said both Ukraine and them had it drawn this way. So I'm assuming after the matchup, like a lot of these teams are doing, a lot of these teams are taking this as practice oh, after they've done yeah. the pairing stuff, and after the match, the games are finished, the rounds finished. There are, a lot of the teams are talking to each other about mm. what they predicted yeah. to help each other obviously develop for the next round. Yeah, and that's I, mean, I think that's the right attitude with TTS because it's so different, different to actual 40k. But it's I say actual 40k, you know what I mean? The, the miniatures game. Yeah. But, but it's yeah. hard to really analog 40k. analog 40k there you go that works uh we'll move on to the next matchup then and this was a uh another ukraine defender and this time they, fe- they got fed up with their chaos Space moons and that's getting rejected neil they wanted them out of the hat so they stick them down yeah. first defender how do you feel about that do you think that's good for round three i mean at this point i just say you're, you 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 can you can sort of predict what you're going into yeah. now Hopefully, hopefully the the worst matchups are out the are out the bag now. Mm-hmm. So why not? And at the end of the day, it's a solid list. This this like this like you know seven war glaives or war dogs, sorry, <laughs> is really good. Mm. There's no doubt about it. It does really well. It's really annoying to deal with because they're obviously individual models mm. um, running around, and they do sort of do reasonable amount of damage themselves. And you're backing up with the select so two uh two blobs of five slash terminators which mm. are exceptionally reliable um you know bombs to deep strike down and get the charge off with is it i mean it's the dark it's the favorite of dark prince is the strat that lets you do the, the charge basically mm. you've got the uh tuners of spawn there which again just, uh, big fan. which are fast big fan fast take quarters annoying as hell to get rid of and then it's back to which is you know, some chaff cultists and that just to mm. do their work so it's a, it's, it's a solid list I it's a solid list. it's a very annoying list to have to deal with as well yeah uh so I think yeah, it's an absolutely great choice to put down now. And this is this is I feel this is also one of maybe their stronger players because they've been putting this list down every single <laughs> round right now. So I feel this is a list that just they're just like they just could just confidently know this list will take points for them. Mm, yeah, and then in response yeah. we have uh, the Jackstraw sticking down the Harlequins, which I don't think is a surprise into a list with seven knights in it and a bunch of Terminators. No, not when you've got six fusion bones. Yeah. Absolutely. Not. And they also pull the Dark Angels as well. The uh, the standard OP for this. Uh, for this event, whilst the uh, Drakari Codex makes its way through the pipelines. Uh, shall we talk about the Harlequin matchup a little bit first, Neil? And, and, and why is it necessarily so bad for the Chaos Space Marines and, and Chaos Knights? Or is it just that they're trying to bump it off to whatever doesn't attack next time? I don't know, because I feel like, I mean, obviously we can get some comment from uh, Mr. Teapot here. I feel like the Harlequin matchup, for me, I think that'd be a better matchup than the Dark Angels mm. they picked. I feel like, yeah, the Harlequin's got the six fusion boats. So and they are going to, and obviously you've got the knights, you've got the terminators, don't like that. But at the end of the day, the terminators can land and kill and tag at least one boat, if not a couple of boats. Those knights, those thermal, those thermal lances will take out the boats as well. Mm. Um, so there's no sort of super positive trade there, um, per se. And obviously the fusion boats need to get close to those knights, and they're going to pop a couple, and the other knights can come flying in as mm. well. Um, I think potentially this is a case. Whereas the Dark Angels, this is obviously the, I say the pole, the pole, I say the quote unquote the Polish Dark Angel list. I mean, I think all three teams run the same list. It's four units of Thunder Hammer Storm Shield Terminators, mm. be it three, three units of Deathwing with it, and then a unit of Assault Terminators with it, backed up by you know your Raven Guard Apothecary and all the other characters buff you up, mm. and um, then some uh, speed land speeders and some uh, attack bikes for doing table quarters shenanigans. Mm-hmm. It's it's a super brick. And it's a brick that I feel the Chaos Knights and the um, the Chaos Knights Terminates. will bounce off. Yeah, they will bounce straight Agreed. off it. Um, and so I feel like that's the reason why they pick they pick that because it's like you will bounce. Okay. 
So, so do you think this is a case of them taking the Dark Angels off the table and then leave Harlan Quinn's over for what doesn't attack in the uh, defender step? Yeah. Okay. I feel that. Okay. Do you know how this? Uh... And obviously, and obviously, at the same time, you, you, you kind of like you know what you're going to be putting mm. down. Yeah. The, you know, the, the, you know what you put down, so you can sort of guess what you know, what's going to be injected here. And this is where you put maybe sort of segue the conversation in here at the next the next pair. Mm. The next pair coming up is obviously the Jack, the Polish, the Jacksons with their Death Guard, and Ukraine attack with their Craft Worlds and their Harlequins list. Mm. Um, both, and so you're basically saying to the the Jacksons, you're going to reject the, the the Harlequins, which again we talk about the the, uh, the the Ukrainian Harlequin list, which is the the huge amount of racks. Yeah, with the components of the Harlequins. Yeah, that's going to be they're going to they're going to happily take on those Harlequins because mm. those Harlequins are not going to be able to eat through all those racks. No way. No, no. not at all. No. Or the craft, or the craft all list, which has got the double shining spears, the double um, shadow specters, the double weight, uh, warp spiders, the viral cannons, the, the spinners. Again, I think a very solid list is the Harlequins, because mm. it's got units that train incredibly well in combat, and it's got units that can, you know, basically move through the train. We ignore the train very well to get good line of sight, or they're ignoring line of sight entirely if they're shooting. Yeah. So I think this could be. I could be wrong. I feel this is a case of the Ukrainians sort of say, we take the Dark Angels game because it's going to be, you know. Dark Angels can tank us, but just like Death Guard, you kind of know where Dark Angels are going to be. They're going to sit at a certain part of the board and basically mm. score 80 points. But we know we may put in the heart, we know then we're going to force the Harlequins into a match we into regards to either the Craft World or our Harlequins, and that'll be favourable for yeah, us. Yeah, and, ju- and just to uh, elaborate on that, so what happens here is uh, because we're into the last round of, of pairings, the deferred defender round, what doesn't get selected out of the two attackers here goes into its separate own kind of like pile, right? I mean, yeah. it plays so if you, exactly, so you, you reject the Harlequins, mm. and that will play whoever yes. the Polish reject. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, we have the Chaos Space Marines and the Chaos Knights versus the Dark Angels. Do you know how this uh, this game went, Neil? Yes. Oh, you've got all uh, the results, school. don't you? You've got every single one. The, oh, the, the, yeah, this is fantastic. These, these guys are way better than the French, <laughs> and the French will get a result. Pats off to the Polish, and you can and, uh, get a result. And Vladdy. Obviously, again, again, yeah. results in four. Our show is super important. So this was um, sixteen four to the Chaos Space Marines and the Knights. Very good. And you said this it's is actually the worst very, matchup, mate. It's actually very good. I've, I would have thought this would have been a much worse matchup. Mm. I'd have thought the Dark Angels would be able to tank that. Um, clearly, I'm wrong. Clearly, I mean, there's, there's enough damage output to get through mm. the, the, the Frips and the uh, Transhuman. I mean, you kept saying that maybe the uh, the Ukrainians kept putting down the Chaos player because he was one of their best players. And you see here, a matchup we thought would go one way, gone kind of the other way, hasn't it, really? Maybe yeah. that's down to uh, down to how strong their Chaos player is. But we'll have to find out what happened yeah. in that game. Yeah. Cool. So, shall we move on to the second, the second third defender, or the last defender of the round? Yeah. And the last, is the last defender. The Polish. Dun, 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 zoom in. Dun, 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 dun. It is another Death Guard army, and is this one yeah. too different to the previous one, Neil? It is. I mean, I feel like it's missing two of personally the best, some of the best unit choices in the Death Guard list. It has no playbook scores, yeah. and it has no blight drones. And I'm not saying you have to like max out on these things. I feel like they both the players of Horrors and the Blackburns give so many options to the Death Guard um, that you want to be taking them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have them, unfortunately. Yeah. It, what it what it it's gone, it's gone sort of it's got um, unit five Blight Lords, two units of uh, free Death Shrouds. It's gone double Volkite um, Contempt of Dread. Yep. It's got sixty. It's got sixty box walkers, some spawn, and then you know your your sort of standard attendance of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I, I feel like 
where it, I, I just feel like the. I mean, the thing is, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even a big fan of the Volkai um, contempt to speak. Mm-hmm. I think the. Uh, I think what is it the what are they called the soul burners? Okay. The guys that take the soul burners. I think they're actually. Are they the decimators? Better. I think they're decimators. Yeah. I, mean. I think they're personally better. They also look um, really nice. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah, they, at the same time, I just think they're not. I, I, I don't think four kites are any uh, any better that are going to do any more for you than PVCs. And you know, at the same time, you're now creating a very very slow list. You've got three individual spawn. Apart from that, you've got a list that's incredibly slow. Spawn are very easy mm. to take out. You want to have stuff like the um, mm-hmm. like the blight drones that are a little bit more tougher. They can hold yeah. them. They can hold their own. They go into a quarter. They can hold their own. Yeah. Against against other chaps spawn. Yeah, a single spawn gets. They're just shitty engage points, aren't they? Really, and we talked about the playburst crawlers a little bit, and I could do an entire show on how much I value ignores line of sight shooting, specifically in ninth edition as well, where a lot of the game is just about trading in the midboard. But if you have some kind of reliable out of line of sight shooting, or even unreliable, which you can get like a couple of turns free to just shoot lots of little bits off the table. You end up removing stuff without having to lose anything yourself. You get to trade for free, effectively. And that's so, so valuable in a game that is about trading, where it's just, I pick you up. You know, it's good. Yeah, it is, absolutely. So, going into that, we had a double Eldar. So, we had Harlequins, mm-hmm. which I believe we've talked about talk a little bit already. And we also we had the infamous, infamous Craftworld Eldar. Now, this has been proliferating a little bit since Poland started using it in scrims a couple of months ago, and we actually did mm. a squad cast on, on this specific topic where the yeah. um, Polish player hadn't scored love in a 15. Now, this is being piloted by Fedor, who is a notorious craft world enthusiast. Um, how, how do you like this list? Are you a big fan? Yeah, I'm a big fan. I mean, I'm big fan of lists that are you know, different are out of the box and don't follow things and this is a this is a list I can, I can you know, it's very interesting you can, you can see the thought process through mm. it yeah. I mean it's got double shining spear uh, two units of shining spears still good still very good there's still, they're still that bomb that go for the fly and kill basically whenever they touch when they do the charging mm. it's got two units of water spiders absolutely fantastic yeah. you know table quarter units and mate two units, before you go two on units on of shadow spectres Sorry, that's yeah. the only unit where I think I can justify scramblers without deep striking <laughs> that's the only one exactly. Sorry, exactly. keep moving on. No, no. You've got Shadow Spectres, um, which are great little anti-tank units, great little anti-elite units as well. Mm. And they, you know, just like the Warp Spies, you know, they're, they're jump troops, which gives mm. you lots of ability yeah. there as well. Um, and you're backing up with Vibra Cannons, which are solid. You've got some more... The interesting thing is the War Walkers, the Star Cannons, um, three individual Walkers, Star Cannons. But again, you know they're they're nice little units. Again, you can you can move around, you can take waters off them. You can, if you want to, you can obviously outflank them. And then you've got two night spinners, which gives you that no line of sight shooting. Yeah, super valuable. Yeah, it's a solid. It's a very solid. Sorry, and then there's a wraith seer, there's a spirit seer, there's a irrelief, mm. um, which are in there. It's a super solid list, and I really do like it. Mm. I like the I like I like the fact that you've got. You're going head. Oh, and sorry, there's, there's, and there's a big unit of guarding defenders, mm. which is obviously just sit yeah. in the back and hold your back backboard. What you've got there is a whole bunch of very mobile units, which are annoying to deal with because yeah. you know they're they're ignoring terrains, they're hopping around, landing where they want. 
they generally trade quite well mm. because of what they are. They will they will generally pick up whatever they point at. If we're not obviously not talking about like a terminator, you know, from the struggles. We're just saying, you know, they're, they're going to be going out and fighting, spreading out. And they're going to be expected to deal with other small chaffy units. They're going to do well into that. Mm. And it just it's an army that's just going to feel I feel will consistently score well. Yeah, it's got so many units there. It'll play the it'll play the mission incredibly well, even if it doesn't deal with the opponents at all. Yeah. And the Death Guard end up picking picking up the Harlequins, and they put them on the heavier boards again, so table seven. Um, although it yeah. doesn't really matter too much for Harlequins, although it does kind of restrict your fusion pistols a little bit. Um, how do you feel about this matchup? Because I don't know how good it is for Death Guard. I don't. I mean, it's. I don't think it's that good. I said this mm. is Death. The Harlequins Death Guard matchup is a matchup I've seen before. Um, this one is. So uh, this is the. Sorry, this is the Ukrainian list. This is the Racks, yeah. isn't it? So you're not yeah. removing those, mate. That's a lot of three points. You're not getting a twenty with this death card left against that. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're like dark cornucopia and stuff. You're never removing all those. No. Um, really, don't think it. No. So I feel like this is this is a grind fest, and you know Ukraine are probably happy taking the grind there because they know they know they're guaranteed. You know they're probably guaranteed eight to twelve points, I think, from this matchup. <laughs> depending which way, depending which way it goes, I think it's it's both the most basically grind each other out. Yeah. Oh, there you go, Mr. Deepwood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I you said. didn't read it before you said no, it. No, I didn't. Okay, I genuinely dude. didn't. I genuinely okay. didn't. I was, right. I was still thinking about what Logan had written there yeah. about uh, the WCK rule on Typhus being legal. Yes, Typhus is legal, and uh, there will be an FAQ at some point that says that as well, an official one. That was that we 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 were we the WC were told by the GW guys that that was the intention that he's not to break the game. That <laughs> he is so. on next to be. <laughs> That is, that is yeah, he's meant to. The model is meant to be. Used. It is indeed. Now, maybe we could just yeah. buy it. That would be great. Um, so that <laughs> sets us up nicely as well as for the obviously Death Guard uh, Harlequins matchup, four Craft Worlds versus uh, Harlequins, which we talked about being the hook mm-hmm. matchup a little bit earlier on. So I'm just gonna pop that up. Dun 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 dun. That's the champion matchup. Dun 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 yeah. dun dun. There we are. This is the hook matchup. So we've talked a little bit about how uh, the Ukrainian team may have been eager to bump the Harlequins into the hook, which meant that they would theoretically be confident facing against it with either their Craft World Eldar with Fedor or against the mirror matchup with their own Harlequins. I feel like this is a really cagey game. <laughs> what do you think? I feel like it's that both armies are basically trying to play the same game. Yes. Yeah, I feel like are. both armies are playing the spread, you know, spreading out, covering the board, playing the objective game. And, you know... I feel like it's a cagey game. I feel like it's one of those games that is going to be quite close because both armies are going to do do their thing quite well. Obviously, there's the fusion boats for the Harlequins, mm. which are going to kill whatever they point down at Eldar list. Yeah. But then they're going to get traded back. And equally, mate, uh, it's about how much the Night Spinners can pop off in the early game because they are damaged too. If you yeah. get three wounds off of a Night Spinner, beautiful. You're getting a few of those units Absolutely. out there. So it's, it's very cagey, very sweet. Absolutely. It is a very cagey swing list, but then mm. we've then talked about the strength of players, and you know Fedor is oh, yeah, he knows. A, a, he knows that he he I don't think he's ever played anything but craft world. No, he hasn't. In WTC. <laughs> he hasn't. Uh, he's he's a super solid player. He's one of these or the rocks this Ukrainian team, and he knows. We've, we've talked previously about you know codex, you know mastery, yeah. where you know you have, you have players who just play one codex constantly this is the only codex they play and they know that codex inside out and they know how to and they were therefore played all these matchups oh, so many times they know exactly what to do 
And I think this is very much you no, know, they're back. They do like I say they're backing that even if Feder went into this matchup, they're happy with it because Feder just has knows what he needs to do to get the points. Mm. Yeah, he absolutely does. And uh, and on that note, how many points did Feder pick up there, Neil? Oh, so we'll, so we'll say that Typhus, obviously Piotr, who's been on the show before, was just saying that this should be a big win for the Harlequins. If they, um, go, they go first, yeah. a slight one if they go second. And Vladdy had confirmed this. Which means that, therefore, Piotr and Vladdy don't know what the hell they're <laughs> You could swear here for the fine. show, but just try to stop myself. Because Feder, you know, he's proving, by proving his mastery here and getting 17 free. There we go. Not too bad at all. And this... And I very much think this is a case of two lists that function quite similarly, but you've got a player that just, you know, I'm not, I don't know who QB is. Maybe QB has been a long time Harlequin player, but at the end of the day, Harlequins have not been a codex for as long as Eldar have. Yeah. And Fedor has been playing Eldar for as long as I've been in the Yeah, season, and he so. has that experience as well, because Fedor has exactly. been around. He's played, like, we talk a lot about the WTC being the, the peak of competitive play in terms of you are going to play the best people that you can. And you are actually yeah. going out there to specifically try and find the best players in the world to play them. And that experience can't be matched. And when you've gone to exactly. every single one, you know what the fuck you are doing. So definitely, yeah, that was a that was a big win for Fedor, and I think that's going to be one of the swing uh, swing matchups in in this round as well, which we'll, we'll get to later. Yeah. Just to close it out, we'll go for the champion matchups, uh, which we have already actually maximised yeah. this one very efficient. Neil, I hope you like that. Yeah. So, but just to clarify for people, the champion matchup mm, is yes, so, no, of course. So basically, when you get to the last round, you have four armies in your hand. You put one down as a defender, you put two down as an attacker, and then you have one left in your hand. That card that's left in your hand is your champion. So in a similar way to both the hooks that were rejected in the, uh, in the defender selection stage play each other, both cards remaining in hand also play each other on the remaining board. So in this case, we had the Ukrainian uh, Thousand Suns list, which is uh, an interesting list. I've not seen anything quite like it before in this event versus the uh, the Polish Jackstraw's Grey Knight list, which, although I have seen Grey Knights in this event, this one's also a little bit unique. Can you talk us through the Grey Knights, uh, Neil? Oh, you have to go for the Grey Knights. Yeah. I had the Ukrainians up first. You can give the Ukrainians like if you want, mate, whatever you fancy. No, 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 no. We're almost having nice early. The Grey Knights list is super interesting. They have no Paladins. They do not. They have no Terminators. What's the biggest what one they size? The biggest squad size is five. No Astrolabe. We've got, we've got, we've got three strikes, five man strike squads. We've got, oh, sorry, I thought it was three purifiers, two purifier squads, mm. um, three inter, inter, interceptor squads, three purigation squads, uh, Drago and a librarian, and um, two units of servitors just to, you know, just do some uh, action yeah, monkey action monkeys. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a heck of a lot, and, you know, mm. it's like Vortex, Sanctuary, it's Gates everywhere. You know, you got a triple astral aim there. Yeah, but the you don't have like a massive squad that you're stacking it on, pouring all these CP buffs onto it, and then just blasting everything no. at the center of the board. No, you, you, so the, this is playing this or the like I say it's the swipe spam. It's the MSU mm, game yeah. here, and it's looking probably for a, a, a decent board, a decently terrain heavy board to sort of like very much lever into the fact that you know trying to shoot shooting marines is annoying when they hide all the time this is a lot of this is a lot of small marine units which is very annoying and it has a lot of small marine units that can get around the board quite quickly with the interceptors and the gates and all these things um so it is an, it's definitely an interesting list you can see the, it's just the msu game gone hard mm, there yeah and then leveling into it's this demon list which you know hats off to the demon player as you alluded to because mm -hmm. this is the first list we've seen all tournament that isn't um triple keeper in fact it has no keepers it has the uh, the Exalted Lord of Change, 
and it's got two units of 20 pink horrors, a unit of 20 blood letters, two units of five furies, and that's the demon section. Yeah. And then it's supported by a thousand sun uh, detachment of Ariman and sorcerers and cultists, two units of five spawn. Again, this, this, this the Ukrainians like their double units of five spawn. Um, a Volkite uh, Contemptor, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, so very simple. It's interesting. Like, we're, we're very used to obviously see the demons go for the big boys, the Triple Keeper. Mm, yeah. Um, this is much more, I would say, I'm going you know, I'm going to get shouted about you I say this, but this, this feels much more like an 8-fed type of list. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I kind of feel like a little bit, this is like a, a bit of a twist on like what um, Jim Vessel used to run. You've got the Bud Letter Bomb, mm. you've got the units of horrors, which are reliable. Um, you've got, obviously, you know, Ari running out for more psychic powers. I mean, it's, it's, it's not the same, but it's kind of, it seems to be riffed on the same idea that here's, here's solid units that all have a function. Yeah. Rather than you know three big boys running your opponent and basically say deal with me or I win the game. Yeah, it's a high wound count as well. As we've already touched on, yeah. there's 350 points of uh, reserve points in there as well. Reinforcement points. Exactly. Those horrors are splitting up, man. Try and push those. Well, they are, they're splitting up all games. Yeah, it's not a bad list. I'm not. I, I don't necessarily dislike it. It's just interesting and it's really cool to see. It, but it, it is very much not what we've seen for hmm. the past six months. That's for sure. Yeah. But it doesn't if it doesn't mean that it's bad. It just feels like it's, it feels like it harks back to what demons were before psychic waking, yeah. which is not a bad thing because demon this kind of demon list functioned very very well in eighth edition. And at the end of the day, ninth edition is about holding objectives, yeah. scoring points, and it is very infantry. And ninth edition favors infantry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is absolutely doing that job. Hundred percent. So, how did this game end up going, mate? I mean, I guess it's kind of you could bring the demons back on when the Grey Knights kill them. So, I don't, I don't know. This could be an interesting yeah. one. How'd it go? It is seventeen free to the thousand. Sons. There it is. Lots of value out of bringing your demons back on. I would assume there. Yeah. So we've had just, two seventeen free in the hook and in the champion matchup. So they've cancelled each other out, which is actually really funny to see. Um, now we've got no, no, no. So that's seventeen. Both seventeen threes were in favour of the Ukrainians. Oh, whoopsie! And they got the seventeen three, and the Ukrainian thousands of demons got the. 17. Okay, so it doesn't cancel each other out. It's literally double or nothing, yeah. and the Polish got nothing in that one. Unfortunately, yeah. So as Mister Teapot has uh, written in in here, uh, the entire Ukrainian jackson match is described as player differential. Fair enough. That's, that's Fair it. That's enough. Can't argue that one, mate. So now we've got all the scores in. Um, what ended up happening overall, bud? So overall, it was 109 to Ukraine, to 51. It's not, so it was a big, big It's like a 2-0 in football. It's comfortable, but it's not a smash. You yeah. know what I mean? But I think, I think, it's things that, I think that that first matchup where the Sis, where, you know, they, when they got that, when they put the Sis, when they got that, that 18-2 in their first matchup. Yeah, that's a big one. When, they, when the Ukrainian defender took 18 points, I feel like it's, like we talked about this before, if your if your opponent if your first defend if your opponent's defender is taking big points when your attackers, mm-hmm. it feels like you you're off you're on such a back foot from that point on because you're expecting your defenders to trade each other. You're expecting your first two defenders to trade each other out. So round one and round two defenders, they'll probably balance each other out between each mm-hmm. team. Yeah. So that did not well, happen. If one of them. So if one of them swings to a big window, I think we saw kind of which round we saw this previously. We saw this in a previous round as well. I think it where was one of the early, two, one of the early def- one of the early defenders went big. Yeah, it was round two. Scored big. Wrapped, and it just basically it just puts so much of the rest of the uh, matchup house out of mm. sync when that happens. Yeah, hundred percent. So that was the result of that round. Uh, well into Ukraine for winning that one. That's a, that's a solid win there. Uh, I've also been talking to a couple of other players, and do you have the scores of? The other rounds with you there, Neil, and were there any ones that uh, stood out? 
I do. Okay. So we've got. Let me go through. So yeah. we've got. There are some. There are some results. So the. So Ukraine is one. We're in the top here. Germany scouting hottest takes. They've only played um, three games so far, mm-hmm. and those games have been super tight. Okay. Um, so it's currently four. Currently hottest takes. Sorry, two games been played, and it's twelve eight and eighteen twelve eighteen two. Okay. So. I'm assuming the rest of those games have been played tonight. I think today is the last Lots day. Lots of things to watch so this one tonight, then. That's going to be a treat. So, yeah. Oh, they played more than just not in Tony keeping. Ah. So, I'm going to have to shout. Have to shout. That's Fred being useless. Oh, Damn it, Fred. Fred. Fred again. Yeah. But we've got, for example, the War Masters, which is a um, TTS team mm-hmm. of a similar... No, is it not? no, is this... Yeah, this, these are this is a TTS, sort of TTS team. only team. Yeah, these are a bunch of guys. James Fulkerton, these are these are guys that are like a TTS players, as far as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, have beat Spain. Very good, not bad at all. Very good, ninety-two sixty-eight. So you, they got the win there. That's mm. you know Spain. We talk about these teams that are you know veteran WTC teams. Spain is absolutely one of them. So that is a big scalp there. I feel. Yeah. Um, Poland. Uh, Poland, the, the first Polish team, have beaten our good friends the Semi Chrysalons. Um, We're not going to talk about any more Semi Christies, are we? Then everyone all punch it back up. Yeah. England. Canada, I heard about this. This is one I've already heard about. Yeah, this is. Um, we talked about this this last week, and uh, this is going to the wire. Oh, it's is it? I heard England were getting battered. <laughs> it's sixty-five, sixty-five, fifty-five in England's favour currently. Okay. Two games to play. Okay, maybe we've turned it around. So a bit. you've got. You've got Robbo's Necrons versus um, Scaris Astra, um, and then you've got Ramsey's oh, no. um, Ast- Ramsey's Knights and Astra versus Devon's Necrons, and De- that's a triple Satan list. If I remember rightly, what Devon's running, mm. which I feel is good into that into that into Ramsey's list. Yeah, but if you don't so against it, Ramsey and Robbo aren't bad options. Neither are Scott no, no. and Devin necessarily. They're not, they're not bad players. They're no, not no. bad options. Neither, neither is Devin or uh, Ridvan. I, I feel this is going to, that's going to the wire that match this round. Oh, my word. That's going to be a banger. Hopefully we can get them on next week. That should be fun. Yeah. Um, other than that, mate, thank you very much for taking us through that. That was fantastic. Uh, well done for doing a lot of the talking today. It really was appreciated, mate. You did a fantastic job. It's all right. Um, is there anyone you want to shout out or anything you want to shout out before we go? Uh, and Rob's not here, so you can't do your usual thing. But I could still tell people to go onto the Honest Wargamer Patreon I mean, and donate you, you to Rob Music. Yeah. I mean, or you could just, you t- you support, support his date fund. Yeah, you could do that, or you could just post money through my letterbox. That, that'd work. Or you, or you could go onto your, your we, you and me also you have, do. or the WTC yeah. has a Patreon as well. You mm. go onto the WTC Patreon also yeah. donate money there as well. well don't do that so instead keep... of the Honest Wargamer. Do that in addition to the Honest Wargamer. Okay. Also gives you primes. But no, but otherwise, no, I've, I've got no big shout outs. Um, I'm a very boring person. <laughs> He says after talking about one subject for an hour. It's not bad, mate. Not bad at all. Um, that's pretty much it. I want to say thank you to all the subs and uh, all the uh, patrons that make our stuff possible. And we will see you uh, either tomorrow for the Age of Sigmar show in the evening or tomorrow during the day for the Daily Show or Tuesday for the Daily Show or next week for this show. See you later, guys. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.